It's the last podcast of the year and also episode 27 of the Homestead Shop Talk podcast with Al from Lumina Acres, Ben from Holler Homestead, and myself, Jason, from Sow the Land. And today's podcast, we thought it'd be kind of fun if we do kind of, I guess, a Q&A session. Uh, we had people uh, on the last podcast ask us some questions and we had, I got like over 40 questions. Um, so we're going to try to go through those today see how many we can get through but uh first we're going to talk about our week hopefully everyone had a good christmas jason why don't you go first so yeah pretty low-key christmas i'd say uh that's kind of how it's been with us out here in north carolina and you know it's just us didn't go anywhere um we smoked a chicken which was awesome and uh elk we smoked some elk where'd you get elk where'd you get that from Um, Actually, actually, it's it's not. It wasn't called elk. It was called. Um, I'm gonna screw this up, but um, <laughs> Nigai Nelgai. It's called. It's from Texas. Huh. It's kind of like a wild. It's like to me, if you if you Google it, I think it's it starts with the N. I forget what it's called. But I had an old neighbor of mine from Texas. He went hunting, and he had all this meat. And he gave us a bunch. And uh, I think it's called Nigai. Guy. I don't know. Is it like those wild like antelope things? But if you Google it, yeah, I think so. I think he just calls them elk, but it's, they're not really elk. But if you Google it, I think it's, it, to me, it looks like a cross between a cow and a deer. And I guess they're, in, I don't know if they're invasive or at some point someone brought them over here because I think they're popular like maybe in India or something. And I guess someone brought them in Texas at some point. There's like a huge ranch over there that you could go hunting for them. But it tastes good. I mean, I don't know. It tastes like, <laughs> I guess it tastes like elk. Enough seasoning um, and smoke. Anything tastes good. Yeah, we just smoked it with the chicken and it was, it was great. I mean, it tastes like beef, I guess. Um. So yeah, we did that for Christmas. Uh, this week, I find myself every year, the week before Christmas and the week after the week after Christmas, is I think it's like a time for us to like uh, plan our coming year. And so I don't post as many videos as I usually do. Um, I still film, but I might post those like at a later time. And that's really just us just trying to figure out what we want to do this year as far as like how many meat birds we want to get, you know, try to plan that, look at our calendars, kind of plan things, see what how, what's going on with the feed and and things that we want to be doing. Um, so that's what we kind of these next like week or two, we always, it, it doesn't, it's not planned. It just kind of happens, I think, organically. Yeah. Because yeah, we're in that mindset of like, it's the end of the year type thing. And, but what fun thing that we did do this week was go help Ben and the hollers butcher their <laughs> steer, which, which is always fun. <laughs> and I think it ended up being really good. I mean, Ben could, could say what his thoughts, but I think it was, I think it turned out really well. I think we all thought it was going to be a lot quicker than what it was, but <laughs> yeah, that's the but, truth. Uh, it's still, yeah. I mean, it's a huge animal and we got it done 
and I'm, I'm glad we we're kind of all there hanging out, and that, that's what made it more funner, I think. I mean, not, not too much going on. Oh, I know what I'm doing this week. Also, what happens is the end of the year is I always do an end-of-the-year review video um, for my YouTube channel, and those, those, those videos usually do pretty well for me. Like, it's a, a, a long video. You need to tell people how hard those videos are to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it takes me about a month to edit this video. <laughs> I say that because anytime we do something like that, up. we get like, we get the comments like, oh, you just wanted a day off. This is just a rerun. How dare you just put old clips together? And it's like, do you know how long of a process this is? This is not a day off. Like you said, this is like a month long project yeah, to get this video out. Right. Because you're doing other stuff and you're posting other videos. You're not just working on this one video alone so you got other stuff going on and so like off and on i'm working on it for the last month and my plan is to hopefully put it out before the first or by the first yeah or at least the week after that um last year's video it was about an hour long and it was a year in review video i think right now we have close to seven hundred thousand views on it nice nice and they all do pretty well um but and again, it takes so much time to do it, and it's so tedious. You know, I say a few curse words, and I might be in a bad mood while editing it. Yes. <laughs> but I try to get it done and and chip away at it. That's why it takes me so long, and that's why I yeah, that's why it takes so long. And then uh, I'm but once it's done, I'm happy that it's done and it's there and it's out there. It's just getting there. Yep. It's it's yep. a little bit much. <laughs> So yeah, that's another way reason why I'm not putting out as many, much content this this week is because of that too. I got to edit this video, and I think it's going to be a pretty long one. Um, usually it's about under an hour I, I shoot for, but I think this time I'm going to shoot for over that maybe an hour and a half to two hour video. Um, just just to do it, just to try it. Yep. Try it, see what happens. <clears throat> so have you guys figured out what you're going to raise for next year, or is that like still coming up? You guys going to be deciding all that? I definitely want to get some steers. Um, I was recently offered some steers, and um, I, I chose to not do it right now. Uh, I, feel I hope that. I don't regret that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I just feel like we're just—I'm working on this fence, you know. Like I'm working on the high tunnel. Like I really want to get that fence going to a good point where I think I feel comfortable enough to put bigger animals in there. And right now I'm not there. So, um, plus it costs a lot of money to do the fence. And then like, I would have to buy those cows, um, which you're probably talking like, you know, a couple thousand dollars or something, you know, um, it's cheap. I mean, if you're comparing it to buying a whole cow, right. But you're still got to pay something. And so, I feel like it just wasn't right. The timing wasn't there. So definitely cows because we're running out of, of that beef. Um, you know, and I'm open to either cows or sheep this year. Uh, you know, definitely, you know, of course, chickens, turkeys. Uh, we have our pigs. I guess I can pick up kind of where you left off since you uh, you uh, were uh, yeah. talking about coming over here. Uh, I would I would like to extend a heartfelt thank you for coming and slugging it out with us all the way to the bitter end so we picked the coldest day of the year to do this cow on uh when i got up that morning it was like 20 degrees 
everything is frozen. Like, honestly, the weather couldn't have been better for doing a cow. Um, and it ended up taking us five hours. Yeah, it was nice. Like, there was no bugs. There's no, you weren't sitting there sweating. Well, I was a little bit at one point, but, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, (laughs) it ended up taking like five hours. Uh, it was a lot. Um, it was me, Jason, and a friend of ours, uh, Brian. Um, yeah, it, the tractor couldn't pick the thing up. The cow ended up being 1300 pounds. Uh, tractor, tractor would not pick it up. Um, I had to get Jason and our friend Brian to sit on, yeah, I had to have him sit on the the box scraper (laughs) on the back just so I could drag the thing up onto flat ground. Um, we were finally able, I don't even, I think it was just a lot of jimming the thing around going up and down. I was able to finally get it off the ground and we got to wait and, you know, everybody's up at the front where they can see the scale and they're like 1300 pounds. I was like, no wonder I can't pick this thing up with this tractor. So I don't think my crane hoist yeah. would have picked the thing up. I think I would have ripped the crane off the barn. Um, we got it done. Uh, that, that's all there is to it. We got it done. We were able to get it up high enough to skin it and gut it and split it and all that. Um, and it barely barely fit in jason's cool trailer but we got it in there like we we got we got that thing quartered and it took all three of us to pick up each quarter so uh next week when i we had to manhandle that thing yeah we did that was like we only had two meat hooks that jason brought and so like two of us have meat hooks and the other one's slipping and sliding trying to hold on to this you know dead weight and we we got it in there. We threw it in a wagon and hauled it up to the trailer. And man, you know how it gets towards the end. Like it's taking longer than it should have. So we're all hungry. We're tired. It's cold, and we're just we're just yep. done. And so we we all came in. We ate ate. I guess that was dinner because it was so late. It was supposed to be lunch, and uh, everybody went home. And I finished cleaning up, but. Yeah, it was it was quite a day. Everything everything went smooth. I will say that. Everything went smooth. There was no I didn't miss. Uh dropped the animal first shot, you know, it just it went smooth. It was it was almost textbook aside from taking too long to uh skin it and gut it, but that's all right. It was all good. Uh other than that, yeah, yeah we, we uh, lifted it up even high enough. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was hard. It was like, okay, like I got a neighbor I could call. I actually talked to my neighbor the next day. I was I told him, I was like, Yeah, it was thirteen hundred pounds. And he goes, Why didn't you call me? I was like, I figured you were at work. And he goes, I would have left work for that. He's like, I would have brought my tractor over. <laughs> so Christmas, right in the middle of all all this this stuff going on. Um, we had a good Christmas. Uh a lot like Jason's, it was really low key. Um we just <clears throat> Uh, we had this huge rainstorm come in. It started raining uh, yesterday, Christmas Day, about, I don't know, what, 11 o'clock, noon, something like that. And it hasn't stopped raining. I think last I checked, our rain gauge out there is almost at five inches. So we've got a bunch of rain. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's been nonstop for over 24 hours now. Uh, everything is soaked. I got uh, a creek. 
Yeah. I got a creek running through my property right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I was down checking yeah. checking the mail and the culvert that leaves the property. Usually there's just a small trickle running through it at all times. And it's like a raging torrent of water leaving the property. So, yeah, it's it's been a lot of rain. I think that's I think that's it's about it. Way, yeah, yeah, it's coming for you guys. I think it's just doing this big swipe <laughs> right up the, the eastern United States. Usually we get, get these yeah. storms right before you do so yeah i think that was about it, it. Been cold though no it has not been cold yeah. aside from last week oh. it was cold for like three days cold. and it's, it's just warm. yeah yeah meg was talking to her dad out in california and he was like oh yeah it's been it's been really cold this christmas 60 degrees and uh, <laughs> we kind of laughed it was like yeah it was 20 degrees last week just a couple days ago and you know here it is it's like 50 degrees but yeah I suppose when you're in California, 60 degrees is kind of cold. How much meat do you think you'll end up getting? Sounds like you're going to have quite a bit, though, if you weighed 1,300 pounds. Uh, see, I was betting that whole cow was like 700 pounds. Uh, so I was vastly okay. wow. incorrect. Yep. I don't know. It'll be It'll be interesting. I would say each one of those quarters probably weighed around 300 pounds. Easy. Um, wow. When we were picking them up, I have to I have to break these things down into like subprimals just to bring them out of the trailer into the kitchen. So it's it's going to be interesting. I'm going to try to get weights on everything as it comes out of the trailer. Uh, just for our records, I may be making an emergency trip to Lowe's to see if I could find another freezer. Uh, like we got a little bit of room. We got we got our beef freezer and it's pretty much empty there's like some vegetables and stuff in it that can come out but seeing how much meat that is it's like uh oh we're gonna be making a lot of jerky and we're gonna be canning a lot uh this next week just just so we can fit it all but that's all good like it's a it's the right time of year to do this now, stuff was he 100 percent jersey oh yeah what was, he was what was he? he was he was a full blood yeah. jersey okay um so Good size milk cow. If you think about it, you know most people think that when you're raising a milk cow for beef, you're not going to get a lot of meat. But in two years, you grass fed him basically, right? Yeah, he was 100% grass fed. Um, actually, I want to say we were. We'll have to get a new estimate, but we were basing how much we've fed him, how much you know, it, figuring out the numbers. Um, and honestly, mm -hmm. because we've been able to grass graze we've been able to grass graze almost all year long save it maybe two months something like that because you know doing the intensive rotational grazing we've we've really been able to make use of our grass um so taking in all the hay and everything that we fed him um i mean these numbers will change but we were down under two dollars a pound for how much uh that steer cost uh that'll change now wow. that we you know we have a different i think we're basing that off of if he was 800 pounds so that price will come down a little bit it's since like a, he was a little like a bit bigger now. <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty cool it was it was like you yeah. know when you're in it at the end of the year this is the time we really like sit and figure out hey is what we're doing working you know all of that stuff um and you know we sat down and we've been doing these these pig butchering workshops and selling piglets and stuff like that. Well, our biggest complaint is the feed. 
you know, we're feeding these animals and it's, it hurts every time we have to order feed and feed is go- going up so much. Uh, and so it's kind of like, well, maybe we need to get out of guinea hogs. Like this isn't worth it. And then we sat down and ran all the numbers and because of the classes and because of selling piglets and stuff like that, we're essentially getting our pigs for free. So, you know, this is the time of year we sit down and figure out all of these numbers. And as the numbers are, you know, everything's getting wrapped up, everything's coming to an end. Uh, it's all, it's all coming together and it's like, oh, okay. Like we're actually not as far behind as we thought. We're actually a little bit ahead. It's a, it's a good time of year. Uh, I, I think we've all kind of talked about this a little bit about, you know, planning, you know, what are you going to do this next year and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of it for us is the, (laughs) do we want to stick with the program we've been doing, you know, as far as animals go, do we want to keep pumping feed into these animals and stuff like that and seeing the numbers it's like oh that's not as bad as i thought did he nurse right up until you sold the mother oh yeah you kidding i don't know why she wouldn't wean him uh i mean it was kind of nice because if we needed a day off we could just put him back with her and he'd go over there and nurse her dry and we wouldn't have to milk so we did the calf sharing thing all the way up until the day we sold her, um, which I would highly recommend if someone's wanting a dairy cow and you're staring at the fact that you might not get a day off ever, keep the calf. That way you can put the calf on her if you need a day off. That's what we do. We, our, I mean, the calf's, you know, he was born whenever, like right before we got him. We've had her for quite a few months now. And I'd say he's got to be pushing five to 700 pounds. And my father was like, he ain't a calf no more. Well, he's our calf and he's going <laughs> to stay nursing as long as the mom lets him because like you said, if we want a day off, we can take yep. a day off. We don't have to milk in the afternoon. We're feeding them hay and grass. So he's huge because he's nursing all the time. So yep. we're going to get some awesome meat off of it. It's like, yeah, he might be big, but hey, it's working out in our favor still. And it's it worked out for you, it sounds like. You know, I think one of the interesting things, I'll have to do a cow that, you know, didn't nurse up until he was, you know, two years old, uh, just by a steer and you know, whatever, uh, this calf, when we got into this calf was the most fat animal I have ever seen. I have never seen so much fat on a cow and it was just like this beautiful yellow fat. And you know, that's, that's from the the grass and probably the milk. Now you saving like the, the tallow lard from the inside. Like, was that like a good, a good amount or Jason, Jason can vouch for this. So I, I can get into it a little bit. I couldn't get the rumen out because it was so heavy and I couldn't like pick the cow up high enough with the tractor to, you know, get everything to fall out the way it was supposed to. So I'm like crawling inside this carcass trying to pull everything out. (laughs) And every time I start pulling, like, it's like, Hey, that's a lot of fat. I don't want to throw that on the ground. So I'm stopping every two, two (laughs) seconds and grabbing a huge chunk of fat and setting it in the lug. And Jason can vouch for that. It was just kind of like, that's why it took so long is because it's like, well, hold on. I don't want this on the ground. Well, hold on. I don't want this on the ground either. Like, well, maybe we'll make some candles or something. Yeah. We had a tarp. We had to bust out the tarp and then put everything on the tarp. And then we practically lay the whole two halves on a tarp. Well, we did. Yeah, we did. We couldn't, raise it up high enough and then we had to chop it kind of in quarters yeah yeah it was a lot that's crazy <laughs> you know i was looking ben i was looking at my other video my first the first cow that we did that took about five hours did it really and 
the sec yeah i remember i said it in the video i was like oh that took about five hours and then the second cow that took two hours so it's just got to be uh muscle memory the more you do it the faster it gets it's like doing pigs you know the yeah. first pig first pig i ever did took hours and hours and then you know now i can get a pig done in 20 minutes so it's just you know yeah new territory uh, anytime I've helped anybody do a cow, it's right. their cow, and this time it was my cow. So, you know, it's it's just different. It's confidence. Yeah, confidence is what makes the difference. All right, Al, how was your week? Our week started off with crazy weather. We had <clears throat> last Monday. It got to like fifty, and we got rain. We got at our house. We only got an inch. In town, they got a couple of inches. In the local river the Amanusik river rose like seven feet it wow. was we we were wet we were muddy but we didn't get we didn't get flooded out around here town got flooded out um we've there was a bunch of damage going on a few towns over got flooded out um there was an area that um like a paving company like that does highways and stuff puts all their equipment for the winter they had a full-size 18 wheeler tanker truck would the would the tractor trailer on the to the trip onto the tanker it was empty well that was going down the river because the water picked wow. it up and it got stuck under a bridge i guess it took them a day with an excavator to dig it out and it ruined it there's houses that are flooded out and it's just foundations left and so it's just wow. crazy no snow no snow we had snow we had probably four inches we had probably a foot or two of frost in the ground so the next day, I was able to dig a trench from my workshop to the barn and bury our underground conduit to run electrical. <laughs> so I took advantage of it a little bit, but I, I dug I dug down 32 inches and I did not find any frost. There, it was just mud. There was no ice, no frost left in the ground the following day. I was like, this is crazy. We got cold a little bit, everything. The ground froze up for, I don't know, probably three, four days. Um, and now today it's 40. We're supposed to be getting a bunch of rain starting tonight, tomorrow, and then the next day. We're not going to get as much. I think we'll get like an inch over a couple of days, but we don't have any snow to melt. So we're not getting the five inches like you guys got. But we were <clears throat> we were working on the barn. We decided, Gina was like, we're not working. It's too windy. And I was like, oh, we, we'll work. We'll work inside. We'll wait inside the barn. And the wind was just whipping. It was, it was crazy, but it was weird because... It was 50 degrees out, but the ground was still melting. So you'd get like a cold breeze and then you'd get like a hot breeze that blew past you. So mm. kind of different. I don't know. I like working out in the weather like that. As long as you're undercover and you can have fun with it. So we spent the week working on the barn. Then we had Christmas. We just kind of do like a low key relaxing Christmas. I built a um, shooting table so we can all do family shooting. So we went out Christmas morning after Olivia opened her presents and had we had breakfast, we went out shooting the guns for a little bit. That was fun. So hopefully we can do more of that. And you know, that was a nice shooting table, I by the way. I thought we'd be the only ones out shooting. Thank you. I was impressed by your hide. I, how are you going to tan that? Are you going to do like the brand, the, the brain tanning? Uh, man, that was a bunch of work. Uh, scraping a hide that big. Like I've never uh, flushed a hide like that. Uh, that was a lot of work. My uh, my back was wrecked for like two days. Uh, I'm just going to do egg tanning. How many hours? Oh, gosh. Okay. Like 
I started the next day, so we killed on Wednesday. So Thursday, probably after I took the boys to work, I scraped all day. And then Friday, I scraped all day. I finished it up Friday night. Um, wow. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never, I've never tanned a hide before. Watched a few videos that gave me the confidence to try it. And once I got my technique down and I went and I made a, a fleshing beam, it's basically like a board that sits at an angle. You drape the hide over and then you can, you know, flesh it. Um, once I got all that sorted out, it started going really fast. But, you know, that was the second day of doing it. Uh, but yeah, I'm just going to egg tan it. It's a bunch of work. Like that is a huge, huge hide. The frame that I built, yeah, well, I went I and got. I believe how yeah. big that was. Yeah, uh, eight by ten was the frame, and it it fills the entire frame. Like it's incredible. Yeah, it's it's uh, hanging on the side of the barn, on the south side of the barn. Right now, because of all the rain, I covered it with some plastic to keep the rain off of it. But uh, I checked it yesterday morning before the rain started, and it was already drying nicely. So hopefully, I can finish that thing up and bring it in here and we'll have a nice rug. That's cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Now you going to try to soften it up after. Oh yeah. I'm dreading that. Super hard doing it? That's what I was gonna say. If you spent a lot of time fleshing, I wonder how many hours it's going to take softening it up after, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've found a, a taxidermist here in North Carolina. That's got a, a YouTube channel and she showed, you know, she's a taxidermist. So she does it every day and she showed the, the tanning solution she uses and how easy it makes the process. And it's like, maybe I need to abandon the whole egg idea and I'll just go get some of these, you know, <laughs> highfalutin tanning solutions. If it makes a, like she, she's taking these hides and just stretching them by hand. And you can see the fibers just break down as she's stretching. It was like, well, I've, oh, wow. I've tried doing that with like, like I had some groundhog skin and some uh, rabbit skin and they don't stretch like that, so maybe I need to yeah. get some some tanning Chemical. solution. Yeah, some chemicals. <laughs> so that's that's the whole thing. Is like right. we don't want to use chemicals. It's going to be in here. All the kids, we're all going to be on it. I don't necessarily want chemicals right here yeah. on the living room floor, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Worst case scenario is I just right. make leather out of the whole yeah. thing. Um, you know, I can if I fail. And it's all full of holes and we don't like it. I can, you know, you wet it back down and start over. So it's, it's all good. That would be cool though. Once, if you have, once it's all done, you have that in your house or whatever you do with it. It'd be a family heirloom piece after that. <laughs> yeah. You get to drape it over you on the, on the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> that sucker's heavy. Just that skin is probably like 50 pounds. So no, no plans for New Year's? Anyone? It's a lot uh, like Christmas. No, <laughs> maybe we'll go out and shoot some tannerite or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's yeah. more my 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 game right there. Uh, <laughs> after you showed me a picture of your uh, your shooting table, me and the boys went out Christmas Christmas Eve and we we did a whole bunch of shooting because you know we're just sitting around waiting. No. You know, not a whole lot to do on Christmas Eve, so we all we went out and we all yep. used a, a couple hundred rounds through the. 22 and we just had a blast we have some swinging targets and stuff like that and it was just like man cool. i told meg i was like the boys are finally old enough 
we can actually do stuff like this and I'm not like a nervous wreck the entire time. Like as soon as, you know, the firearms come out, everybody gets serious. Everybody's like, they're not little kids anymore. So it's, it's fun. That's I, I can really have fun with them. I think the next thing is I'm going to teach him how to like shoot skeet. And we're going to have to like get into that back when I was shooting all the time, man, I could blow some money shooting skeet on a weekend. I'm sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Can you do that in your yard? Is there a place for skeet shooting? Oh, uh, somewhere. We have a gun club uh, five minutes from here, and usually Saturday mornings you can okay. hear when they're they're doing their skeet shooting, and it. We'll probably do that. I could probably get away um, shooting skeet here. But there's just there's just neighbors in every direction, uh, so it's, I don't I don't think it's a real good idea. Not to say that people don't shoot guns in any direction out here in the country. I mean, it's just it's just a way of life out here. But you know, when you find bullet holes in your barn yep. that weren't there, uh, it's like okay, well, <laughs> what are you doing, Jason? Anything for New Year's? Um, no, no, no plans. I guess maybe go shooting. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no plans. No plans. Uh, we don't usually do much. No. Christmas and New Year's. I mean, we're gonna yeah, butcher a cow by day and watch Lord of the Rings by night. You should, you should come over. You guys can watch Lord of the Rings with us. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> and then, do you have a butchering class the following weekend, Ben? Will that be your last one? Uh, the last one is like January tenth and eleventh or something like that. Oh. 12th okay, and 13th. So you, got a, you I, still I got have corrected. a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't have a. I don't know. That's cool. I don't know where we're putting them. After this oversized cow, <laughs> we are going to be maxed out that. in the freezers. Jason will help you. He's got some room. Yeah, just, just keep some in that cooler and I'll just bring that home. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did want to say before we get on to business hey, thank you for trading turkey for pork. Uh, we didn't have turkey for Thanksgiving and I like oh, yeah. my soul, my soul was sad. And so we traded Jason some pork for a turkey <laughs> and we cooked that turkey up for Christmas oh, yeah. day yesterday. Oh, mm, it was delicious. It was a good turkey. It was good. Yeah, it was excellent. Great turkey. And it wasn't like so big to oh, where it was good. like tons and tons of leftovers. It was just like perfect size turkey. One, maybe two meals worth. Like it was perfect. And it, it really had good flavor too. It was a good turkey. Yeah, that was our brown tur- one of our brown heritage turkeys, the smaller turkey. They're, they're basically a wild turkey. <laughs> yeah, looked like a wild turkey. Uh, hey, I will say, yeah. like, maybe raise those things again. They had really, really good flavor. Maybe it's what you're feeding them. Yeah, probably. It's organic feed. Oh, those ones were from a farm 30 minutes from us. Pretty much a wild turkey. <laughs> they, they weren't from a hatchery. Let's, let's get into this Q&A. I think this should be fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, thanks for everyone who, who posted a, a question. We're not necessarily going in order here, but we're just going to kind of go down and see if we have a question that we want to answer. Right off the bat, I think this is a fun one. Number one, will Jason and Ben take a road trip uh, to go visit Al at his off-grid homestead this coming year? Oh, man. We've talked about it. Time for a road trip. I would... Okay, so I don't know if Al knows this. I think I mentioned it to Ben, but <laughs> when we first started the podcast, 
Lorraine, she came up with an itinerary. She already has an itinerary <laughs> of, she has a whole like PDF of like how much it would cost for both families to go to your place. Like she has a list of Airbnbs. She has how much gas is going to be, she, <laughs> how long it's going to take. Like she already has it listed out. Like she already has how it's going to look. <laughs> it's just a matter of picking a date. Right. <laughs> and figuring that out. I don't know. Right. Figuring out all the logistics. How many days of driving? I think it was two days. Two days. Yep. Break it up. Yeah. That would take a lot for us to do that. Yeah. For sure. I would love to. You guys are welcome anytime. <laughs> Got to make the drive. Right. It would be awesome to do it in the winter. I think that would be cool. Yeah. When we had a bunch of snow. But then we might get snowed in or something. But. Okay. Extended trip. <laughs> Yeah, you never know, but yeah, that would take a huge amount of planning um, on both, on you know, because I can't just go by myself. I'd have to I'd have to take the hollers with us, right? <laughs> then the farm and we have to plan it. it. Yep, and that would that would be difficult to plan with schedules and stuff like that. But you never know. Hopefully, someday. How how about that same question, but the other way? Al, have you ever thought about coming down here? Yeah, we have we have thought about coming down there, but it's just the hard part of. Figuring out, not not so much logistics, but a farmsteader to take yeah. care of all the animals. I think that's usually that's the harder the, part. That's the deal breaker sure. most of the time. It might be easier for you to come out here, Al. Right. It probably would be easier. It might be easier for you to come here. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. Not we with a dairy cow. We're trying to work on it. Right? That's true. Nope. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard either way. You got to have something that's good, reliable, so if you're gone, you don't have to worry about, you know something getting messed up or shouldn't say something getting messed up because something's going to always happen. You got to ha know that whoever's there is going to be able to take care of and figure out what they need to figure out. And when you're not there, uh, there was one I saw and I, I guess I could answer it, change it. Uh, it was, do you watch homesteaders from other countries on YouTube uh, that may do things a bit differently? Um, I don't know about you guys. I don't watch a lot of homesteading videos anymore. Um, when we are filming it and doing it, like we don't watch a whole lot of homesteading videos. Um, we, th that used to be all we watched was homesteading videos, but I will say, uh, there are, I guess technically they're kind of like homesteading videos. There's a whole bunch of YouTube channels from Azerbaijan. Uh, it's over there, like, you know, kind of, kind of like in the middle East, a little North of there, it's in the mountains and these people like they process animals, they cook whole cows. I mean, you name it. And they're doing a lot of food prep and food, food storage and stuff like that. And they're doing it out on, you know, wood fires and very primitive. Uh, that's about, that's about the only homesteading videos I watch. And yeah, they're from, from other, other countries. I don't know. How about you guys? Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. And we uh, we have seen that one. It's, there's like no talking. Yep. And it's just them doing stuff. Yeah. There's like six it or seven channels simple, but... that are identical. I don't know if I've seen that, but I've seen different ones like that. More like old old world of cooking things and stuff. And I find that very interesting, intriguing. We watch. I don't know. I'd say we watch stuff from all over. We'll watch. I think we go in different kicks depending on the seasons of who we're watching, what we're watching, kind of thing. But I like learning. And watching from like whether it's different countries or different areas and finding out what they're doing and how they're doing and just trying to get different ideas 
for sure. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard to watch other channels though. Yep. When you're the one doing all the posting and editing and stuff, it's like uh, don't have time for I don't YouTube. Really watch otherwise. But, I know. Like you said, at first I thought we all I consumed all the time. And then yeah, the more you do it, and the more you get into it, you have the less and less time you have for sure. Yeah, unless it's something specific that I really need to know or learn. Uh, yep. YouTube other University than that, of just to just leisurely watching it. Yeah, yeah, YouTube yeah. University. Like, other than that, I'm not watching. I'm not really watching YouTube. I saw one on there. It was just kind of more for me. It was asking me <clears throat> if I figured out how or why the window on my TYM tractor <laughs> broke. And that, hap <laughs> that happened the other day. So I used the tractor the night before or the afternoon before. I was cleaning up the stalls. I had the tractor running. Had, it was cold out. <clears throat> not super cold. It was probably like 20 degrees. So I had the tractor running. We kept. I kept going in and out, dumping the manure out and then I parked it down by the barn overnight the next day we're out working we're getting ready to go back up to the house and I stopped the side by side and she's like what are you doing I'm like the window on the, the TYM tract is broken she was like what we get out all of the glass is on the outside of the tractor it was fresh snow so it was sitting outside of the tractor there was no glass there was I mean, there was no rocks there was no like an area where a bird hit it or anything the w glass wasn't inside so it kind of told me like the window like exploded out. I don't know how, but TYM's going to warranty it. And they're supposed to be sending somebody out, I think Friday to fix it. Well, that's nice. But I don't, I, I wish I knew how it happened. It's kind of weird. Wow. I don't know if I had to do with weird. the weather, you know, like the temperature change, having the heat on and then just going and parking it. But I mean, I've, we've never had it happen before, so. I mean, I broke one that this summer, but that was my fault hitting it with having a rock come up and hit it when I was mowing. So, I would I would take blame for this one if I knew it was me, but I don't. And I called when I called the um, dealer. He's like, "Yeah, I've never heard of that before." He's like, "You know, we hear people breaking them during transport or breaking them when they're driving in the field with the door open." I took pictures. I took like a bunch of pictures. And I just sent them to him. I'm like, if you need any more information, I'm like, I'm not moving the door and, and I'm not moving the tractor until I hear from you because I don't. It, it worked out perfect because it was freshly snowed the night before. So all the, I mean, you could just see everything. There's no footprints. There was no nothing around the tractor, just glass on fresh white snow. So I just left it there and took a bunch of pictures and sent it to him. What's the craziest thing you'd like to add to your homestead? I was just looking at that one. <laughs> well, what's crazy? I don't know. Like, it, it's all crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ostrich. Hmm. Yeah, a bison. <laughs> I'd love to. Uh, I'd like a Watusi. You know what a Watusi is? Oh yeah, they have the like long. Yeah, long. It's kind of like a like a long Texas horns. Longhorn, but their horns are all curvy. Uh, hmm. I I don't know. I don't know why. Hmm. I, we saw some Watusis at the fair a couple years ago, and they were like just these big, gentle, super giant horned cows. I think they're from like India or something like that. But I, I was astounded at how graceful yeah. these animals are. They could walk through a doorway and the way they just turn their head and they walk right through the doorway without even bumping anything. It was like, wow, that's kind of cool. So I don't know. A Watusi, maybe an ostrich. Yeah. If we did ostriches, I would need some major ostrich. infrastructure. Uh, but ostrich is delicious. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at with it. I would say for us right now, the craziest thing would be like Scottish Highlander cows. We're thinking about mm -hmm. those just because they're kind of like a goat. 
like a cow, but they're a goat. Cool looking. Yeah, they're yeah, cool. They're looking. nice looking. They like yeah. to eat like brush and shrubs, and we got we got a lot of that with the land we have right now. So I'm kind of thinking, get into Scottish Highlanders, whether we stick with them or not. But I think it'd definitely be like a the next phase for improving our grasslands. I think um, I don't know if this is crazy, but like a commercial kitchen, so, <laughs> uh, walk-in cooler type place. Yeah, I think would be, be cool. awesome. Would you build it on the house, or does it be like its own separate building? What are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking a separate building. Separate building. Or heck, I don't know. In the kitchen, in our own kitchen, would be kind of cool too. <laughs> right. <laughs> we need a bigger, bigger kitchen. I know, but like ten years ago, butchering a chicken was the craziest thing I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually thought of an answer to this question, and I didn't write it down. On my my little sheet right here, uh, it was what what uh, what's the thing you are proudest of mastering? Uh, I wouldn't say I have mastered anything, but there have been some things that I've learned uh, since we came out here and started living this life. I I can't describe how happy I am for the opportunity to learn how to butcher animals without having to go spend a whole bunch of time, you know, working in a butcher shop. Like I've gotten to do it at my own pace. I've gotten to work with other people and learn this stuff. Um, I guess that would, I don't know if I'd say proudest, but I feel the most like satisfaction learning how to break down animals. I think it's a, a very useful skill. I think it's really cool. What about you guys? Yeah, I think along those lines is, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I don't feel like I've mastered anything, <laughs> but um, I would say teaching a class, like an in-person class, you know, getting to that mindset of like, hey, I could teach somebody like one-on-one -on -one of how to do this that we're doing, whatever it is that we're doing. I think that aspect of it, because I never thought that that would, I would get to that point. Um or people asking, you know, hey, can you teach me this? Or can I come here? Can I go over and you teach me? Or or pay for a class that we offer. Like, that's just wild to me. Um, so I think that aspect, I would say. I would agree with all of you. Definitely not a master of anything. But I think I'm going to wrap it all up and call it all one. Like, building our homestead. And to me, that's, you know, building. It's butchering. But I think the best, the pot that I did it, like, I'm most excited about is like looking back and thinking about how far we came and the skills we've learned over you know, like butchering a chicken like man that's a nice like you can butcher a chicken that it looks better than a store-bought chicken i can <laughs> butcher my own pig and i can wrap it and it looks nice or I, like if i'm doing a building project i'm like this is coming out nice i remember the first pro house project i ever worked on but if i didn't have the opportunities to do it we wouldn't we wouldn't be where we are so it's just a and I'll just look back and I think reflect on all of that for sure. <clears throat> I guess the comments that always drove me nuts was like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. Don't do that. Or, you know, hire somebody. You're never going to learn how to do stuff if you don't try. <clears throat> but yeah. Yep. So, so it's taking the time to reflect, I guess, and not beating yourself up when you're first starting out doing something. If you butcher a chicken and it doesn't look pretty or you butcher a pig and the cuts aren't perfect like you get at a butcher shop. They're all going to eat the same. They're going to still taste the same. They might not be purdy, but <laughs> yeah. you'll, do, you'll do better next time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. So have any, so have, 
you ever thought about getting a guardian livestock dog? We almost got one last year. We do think about it. We almost got one last year. I think it was premier one <clears throat> fencing. They have their, they have a farm out there, a sheep farm. And every year, I guess they have a litter and we got, we could have got one from them. We would have had it, you know, had to have somebody go get it or, or pay somebody, I guess, to bring it back. But it was like you, Jason, I was like, man, I really want that. It came from a really good bloodline. It was kind of like trained by the parents, but I'm like, it's not the right time. I'd yeah. love to get a guardian livestock dog once we've got the farm set up. We've got a, a, you know, a place for it, fencing for it, and like the right animals for it. So we always think about it, but we're waiting for, for the right time. I think that's like a good key to always learn. I had that question wrote down and that's pretty much where I'm at with it. Uh, I would love to get a guardian dog like that but there's infrastructure and all sorts of stuff that has to go on before. And, you know, I don't want to get one and make a pet out of it. Um, right. I, I have seen so many people, they'll get those dogs and then they just become a pet. It's like they are really best suited to be a livestock guardian animal. So, I don't know. Maybe eventually uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, for sure. I think I think that's probably in our future too. This year we had an opportunity to get one. Someone someone was bringing them and asked me if I wanted one, and I don't think we're ready for the, you know, again the fencing. Yep. Um, he would just I'd be afraid that he would just take off, <laughs> or roam around, or you know, there's other dogs in the area. Like, I just don't want to be that neighbor where they just around here people just let their dogs loose and do whatever they want. And I don't want to be that. And, and plus taking the time to train a dog, right. like that's, yep. I know nothing about that. <laughs> so that would take a lot of training on my part too, to try to figure out. But I think eventually we'll probably get there. All right. I have one. Uh, Jason, what prompted you to want to start a podcast with the guys? Yeah. So I had this idea of a podcast of just, a few guys just hanging out that people guys that are in this homesteading space and i thought man it'd be cool just to like talk on the phone with somebody and just hey what what did you what did you do this week and just just kind of just as as friends and um i had that idea a couple years ago but i did not want to be the one to to record it and I don't want to, I didn't want to be the one to edit it. And I didn't want to be the one to find the guys. And I didn't want to be the one to start it. Right. And so two years went by, but, but I said, if somebody asked me to be on a podcast like that, and this is in my brain, right? This is in my brain. And, and I'm like, then I would say, yeah, I would say yeah to that. You know, if I, if I just didn't have to do anything, you know, <laughs> and so two years went by and no one's ever asked me. So I was like, you know what? I guess I got to be the one to do it. <laughs> and so 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 the first two guys i actually thought it was you guys so ben you know we've talked before and i was like you know it'd be cool just to talk to ben I, you know i mean I, even though i talked to you more than al i mean previously i never even we never even met al in person um first time talking to him on the phone was when i asked him to be on the podcast i'm glad you asked <laughs> yeah i'm glad you said yeah <laughs> so selfishly i just wanted to talk to you guys on the phone and I said, yeah, you know, we'll just record it, you know, and, right. uh, <laughs> and it'll be fun, you know, just hanging out, you know, and I think it's important that like, you know, we're like three guys and we're just like talking on the phone and we're just like kind of hanging out 
And I don't know. I thought like maybe other people can find some value into that. Um, somehow things that we're saying, things that we're talking about and, uh, and yeah, that's why I wanted to start it, but I'm glad you guys said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for asking. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad we, we, we together. lasted this long. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> You're the one who does all the work now. <laughs> I know. And it's not we so just... bad. It's not, it's actually easier. It's a lot easier. We, uh, we just sit here and have a phone call and sit and talk and like, it's cool. All right. I had, I had one, uh, I wrote this down. I think it was number 30, 35. Uh, what is your biggest cause of procrastination? <laughs> so I, I, I'd, I'd be curious to hear what you guys say, but honestly, the biggest thing that causes me to procrastinate is knowing I have to film it. If I know I have to film something that I don't know how to do, I will procrastinate like a, like nobody's business. Uh, if it's something I've done a hundred times, yeah, no problem. But yeah, usually if I'm procrastinating, it's because I don't want to film it. Yeah, that's a good one. I think for me, it's, I feel like time is more expensive than money. Um, cause you can't get back that time. Yep. yep. Um, even though for a lot of things, yeah, not having enough money to do something, <laughs> mm -hmm. that is a struggle. Um, so it's either time or money for me. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess I can see where you're coming from though, Ben, like filming it, especially if you had never done it. Um, just for me, like it's taking the time to like do a little bit of research, you know, like I, I want to do a little bit of research before I get into it. Like, like the fencing, like, I want to at least kind of know of an idea how it works. Uh, don't get out there and just like, cause it'll be like a horrible video. Um, <laughs> so that part of like the procrastination of trying to figure out how to do something before you actually film it, that's, that takes time. Yep. And that's, what's tough about it. I would say biggest procrastination is thinking, will the audience want to watch this if I do mm. this with the project? That's a good one too. Yeah. Or so like, am I going to be able to start and finish it? Like this is what we do for a living. So if you don't, if your audience isn't enjoying the process, <laughs> you, are you going to be able to finish the project? You know, kind of thing. So I guess that's that kind of, that would be procrastination, I guess, on some things for sure. And sometimes they surprise you. Right. Cause you're like, I can't believe they want to watch that. I can't <laughs> believe this video is doing really good. Right. <laughs> it's like people like those fencing videos that I'm doing. That's good. Which is you like, got lots which of is like, I got a lot of fencing to do, so, <laughs> uh, which is kind of crazy to me, but. <laughs> That's good though. You're going to sure. be a professional by the time you're done. How is a homestead lifestyle different from a nine to five lifestyle? Well, for one, it's double the work. Yep. Triple yep. the work. It's longer hours because it doesn't stop. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, there's no nine to five. There's it's no harder. Nine, yep. But yeah, it, no it, nine to five. It is a commitment. It's not like. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not doing it or you're, you still have a job. And we're more in charge of us. I mean, it's up to us. Yeah. Right. You're in charge no of your days. own time. You don't get a sick day. Nope. Yep. Nope. No sick days. <clears throat> the animals don't give you Christmas off milking don't stop i didn't i didn't get a christmas bonus this year 
Nope. <laughs> Actually, my Christmas bonus was a uh, smoked chicken. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just different. It's just different mindset. It is. You don't. You don't get Christmas off. I mean, you, you do and you don't. No. <clears throat> no. It's difficult. More difficult. Nine to five was easy and comfortable and predictable. Right. This what we're doing now is nowhere near any of those things. It's um, more. Re- Go for it. Go ahead. No, go for it. I think I was going to say the same thing. It's more rewarding. It's yep. more fulfilling. <laughs> Correct. Yep. You might have to sit back and stop and think <clears throat> during, because it is a grind. Yeah. But you need to, I think you definitely got to stop, sit back and think and reflect and kind of like evaluate like over a year, like I guess your health, where you've come, where your animals are and that kind of stuff. It's not instant gratification when you're starting a homestead. And your farm animals are your office workers. <laughs> they talk back to you in their own way. <laughs> but yeah, it's very different. Yeah, last question for all of us. What is the one regret uh, you did not accomplish this year and will you tackle it next year? I think I have two of them. One, <clears throat> I still have all my woodworking stuff in my basement that I had in my wood shop at our other property. I was planning on moving that all to my barn and starting a, my own like a new workshop. I didn't do any of that. Um, and I hope I could get to that this year because I, I kind of want to start doing that again. I think it's been, you know, two years since I was making anything with wood and like I just sell it on our website and stuff. And I really love doing it. I kind of miss it. Um, but you know, it's not like I'm not busy. It, it's just, I've got a different priorities. Um, so I hope I could get to that. Also, the number two is I wanted to do a chicken butchering, a permanent chicken butchering station. Until I realized how expensive concrete is, uh, then I was like, ah, oh, maybe I, I could wait. So I don't know if I'm going to get to that this year. Plus, it, it became a not a priority. Right? I mean, it'd be nice to have, but we're we're doing it with easy ups, you know, uh, just fine. Yep. Which is fine. I'm just tired of putting up easy ups, I guess. <laughs> That's that's one of the things I don't like doing, but I don't know if I'll get to that this year. Kind of tying into that a little bit, uh, I would say for the past probably two, three years, we have also wanted to build a permanent like butchering space, just you know, a place we can scald pigs, a place we can do chickens out of the sun or the rain. Um, and we just keep pushing it back. It's like you said, it other things take priority and it's like, well, you know, we can set up the easy up. We can, we can, we can just make do we've made do so far. We'll just continue to make do, but I'm, I'm looking at stuff coming back up on the list of, Hey, we were going to do this two years ago and we put it on the list, you know, last year and it's going to go back on the list again. You know, there's, there's a lot of infrastructure I need to build around here. Um, it's looking like, uh, we're going to need to build the deck and add an addition to this place real quick. Like, you know, we, uh, we want to get buggy out of our bedroom because you know, she's, she's got her bed in our room (laughs) and it hasn't been a big deal, but it would be nice to have our room back. Um, and we don't really have a closet we can stick her in. So I'm going to build an addition. Well, it's just (laughs) stuff like that. I would, I would like to build a pole barn out in front of our barn, and that can be our butchering space. Um, 
I would like to build, I would like to tear down our shed up here and build an actual like legitimate shop building. That way I can get all of my equipment out of the bottom of the barn where it floods. Uh, but it's just, it's all priorities. That's, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease around here. So we just go after what yeah. is making the most noise. What about yes, you, Al? Ours, mine would be not having a, I would say not having enough animals on the homestead or on the property as quickly as we wanted to. But then on the same hand, we kind of did it on purpose just because we're like, okay, let's get some infrastructure in place before just with our winters and everything. So we're trying to hope we should have the barn wrapped up with I would hope within another month and we won't have water lines and stuff. I didn't do, I would love to have had water lines to the workshop and barn, but we had such a nasty wet summer and spring. I didn't want to be digging trenches and, running like hundreds, hundreds of feet of water lines, like four feet down on the ground and trying to have that opened. And so it's just, it's kind of like the weather. We're trying to like work around the weather this year and kind of plan. So hopefully this year we'll get some cows on the homestead or some sheep and just kind of expand it that way and get more into raising more beef and animals and get more into butchering. We kind of, we've stepped back from butchering just because we haven't made it a priority. We've had other things to do. I don't know. It'll, it'll be nice to do our own butchering again, for sure. Yeah, that's probably a smart way to do it. Get, you got to get your infrastructure in there. It'll make it more pleasing, more pleasing. once you do get the animals. Easier. <clears throat> Hopefully, yeah. Right. Well, cool, guys. I think that's it. Um, those are some good questions. <clears throat> Hopefully, we answered some of your questions, and uh, maybe we'll do this another another Q&A uh, another time. But... Uh, um, I appreciate everyone listening and watching this podcast. We we also are almost at 11,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. So if you have not, head on over there and hit the subscribe button. Uh, thank you guys for listening and watching, and Happy New Year. Hope yeah. everyone has an awesome New Year's, and hope everyone uh, gets what they deserve this year. <laughs> <laughs> thank See you in, guys for watching. See you in 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year.